Got some stacks yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. Brought in a brought in a stack of records. Oh yeah, I had to. I had, I had to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're. I mean, I, I don't know if you have anything you wanna wanna cover before we get into part two of the Record Spinner podcast with our resident audiophile Ryan Claren. He's breaking down some really important information. Uh, around the reissue companies that we all love because I'll tell you, uh, I, I well, I've told you my personal stories about a lot of these companies. Um, they have, and it's almost emotional because there are a lot of records in Strata East and mm-hmm. Black Jazz in particular mm-hmm. that I loved. And I, I just never thought I would get my hands on a copy of mm-hmm. this to put on a turntable mm-hmm. simply because their their ogs are just so outpriced it's just mm-hmm. i mean and they're valuable records so they should be right they should be mm-hmm. valuable um however it did kind of when i got into that stuff it, it kind of brought me down a little bit because you know how i was like oh i got all this good miles davis stuff i got all the john coltrane stuff my next level here my next thing that i want to grab is these strata east records these black jazz uh records and I, I really thought for a long time, well, not a long time, but like two, three years, I, I thought that I wasn't going to get my hands on any of that stuff. And then out of nowhere, like these reissue companies are like, there's a demand for it. And people like myself mm-hmm. have really, really been fiending for this stuff for the music's sake, not for the status of having, because I mean, I post these records up on IG and it's like, I know some of the some of the some of the vinyl snobs are like well this is just a reissue and i'm like yeah but i i am able to listen to this on my turntable yep. like that yeah. is so important to me so mm-hmm. again shout outs to to all of these companies who we're talking about today and we're talking about the good and the bad of this though we're talking we're not talking just about how you know everything's hunky-dory in this community because you know wax time we talked about that and and i mean i know there there are others out there like wax time who are you know essentially i don't want to say stealing these the licenses or stealing the the copies of these cds and pressing impressings yeah. um, stealing is i i, I don't want to say that right no i think stealing is a pretty accurate word okay <laughs> for a place like wax time i mean the other I, I don't think you can even get a wax time recording on amazon wow what you shouldn't if it's if it's illegal like even if you tried searching for it yeah. i don't think like amazon even offers that type of product Mm. um because it's in that illegal ish gray area gotcha which is makes it weird because i know a lot of local i know a lot of record stores will carry that and Mm -hmm. i'm not sure why like um one of my locals definitely doesn't carry any of that stuff yeah yeah and like he he had made this really nice post on facebook recently it's like i want to talk to you guys about wax time this is why i don't carry them this is why i don't recommend them Mm -hmm. except like he went through this whole entire process and people were very appreciative Mm -hmm. but i've got another local that like has like tons of them you know (laughs) which which for a new collector that's that's a very confusing thing yeah yeah and and this is really what this is for because i just told you a little bit about when i got to that crossroad and i would have felt very disappointed had a company like wax tom put strata east and 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 black jazz and tribe if they would have put that stuff out because I, I would have bought it, but it, I mean, it would have been, Ugh. I would have been really disappointed. 
and a lot of things. The fact that I was doing so illegally and it wasn't really going to the artist and contributing to the artist in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Correct. The fact that it was on a CD, <laughs> it was yeah. it was copied from a CD. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have a lot of CDs already. I collect CDs as well, so I don't. If I wanted mm. a CD, I would have bought a CD. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so exactly. so it's yeah. like whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that you're clarifying a lot of this stuff and and making the note that while there are companies like Wax Time out there. They're mostly companies who are doing this, like you said, about intervention records. They're mostly companies who are doing it out of sheer passion. Just like I am I, I love this music myself. I want other people to have access to it. I want other people to have great access to it, not mm-hmm. a CD <laughs> copy of it. No, yeah. no again, no shots at CDs. But I want people to have a great experience listening to this music on wax. And so shout outs to Shane. Shane was his name, right? Over at Shane. Yeah. yeah, Shane, shout outs to you, man. Because, I mean, the work that you're doing, man, it's, it, I mean, maybe you're seeing it, maybe you're not, but it's very important. So with that, I'm going to get into the next question, though. Um, uh, so I know a lot of vinyl vets who hate companies like Craft Recordings and Mobile Fidelity. Um, why, where are they in this? Because, uh, I mean, like, or mobile fidelity lab sorry i didn't yeah. i didn't clarify but um where are they in this like are, are they are yeah. they evil because they're doing something wrong or are they good or what um so mobile fidelity was probably i think of all of the reissue outfits that are out there mm-hmm. uh i i'm pretty confident in saying mobile fidelity is the largest okay. of these they're the ones that have been definitely doing it for the longest. Okay. Because um, I think you can find mobile fidelities. I don't have the exact information. I think even from like maybe mid, late 70s, early 80s is when you started seeing um, the mobile fidelity original master recording type stuff. Um, so in, in that sense, you know, I think the whole entire reissue scene i think owes a lot of you know mobile fidelity was the company that made like the whole idea of like reissuing stuff i think even like financially feasible Mm -hmm. and it's that model that pretty much led to other reissue outfits trying to do something similar to them Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- you know, if I were to take a guess on why with someone like a mobile fidelity, why a current consumer might have issues with them, um, my guess is it, it involves those um, one step pressings. Okay. And these are the pressings that um, they're purposely limited to a very low pressing amount. And these are the ones that are like, $125 um, that they sell them at retail mm-hmm. because the pressing process and the actual vinyl that they're using um, is like meant to maximize the kind of audiophile sound quality of these pressings. Gotcha. So whether it be um, limiting, um, so when, when you normally cut a record, you know, you get this um, stamper, mm-hmm. and this is the stamper 
that will actually you'll use to actually press the records into mass production um and that stamper wears out so like one of the like audiophile things about pressing records is well you shouldn't press above a certain number of records per stamper because mm -hmm. the sound quality will deteriorate right so it's lit you're literally this is um record pressing is basically a very fancy glorified waffle maker <laughs> is the way that i explain it yeah, right that, that's a good, so that's a good imagine way. you've got this waffle maker where you can keep making waffles but after a while the imprint will start to deteriorate right um so like they look like pancakes yeah exactly <laughs> so like this exactly so like this this one step stuff which is being sold at 125 dollars per thing is like using like some crazy like super quality super quiet like vinyl formulation that they were able to help create with some company and you've got a limited number of um pressings mm -hmm. per stamper which is purposely done from an audiophile sound quality perspective mm -hmm. and um these are being advertised like okay um this will go on sale on this date uh good luck you know try to grab one wow. if you can wow yeah, I've heard, I've heard about <laughs> and these, yeah. and you might have seen this like especially with the recent craft recording one steps yeah a lot of people had complaints about just the way they advertised their release um some of the bandwidth issues that they had with people trying to jam to the situation all at the same time mm -hmm. um so i think that's where a lot of the um um kind of anguish <laughs> over this whole thing is that you you you've got a mark apparently and i i guess it took me a while to realize this i guess apparently there's a really huge market for people wanting to buy 125 dollar audiophile pressings i'm not i'm not quite there yet <laughs> yeah i was about to say yeah i mean <laughs> but apparently there's that money but yeah not, apparently not there i i guess there is an there are there are enough people out there that are willing to throw down for this kind of thing mm -hmm. and uh i i think the like a place like mobile fidelity and craft record and, and craft recordings they may have grossly underestimated mm. how big that demand is mm, gotcha gotcha so now they're being kind of thrown under the bus some of it is to their own doing it makes um, sense because I mean, it's yeah. it's, like, it's almost like um i don't want to say it's a cat and mouse or anything like that but it, it does seem a little I, I wouldn't say predatorial either but but if you if you only make in a certain amount of, of records and you're doing so for the reason that you just mentioned which makes complete sense right mm -hmm. like you want to keep the sound quality tip top yeah. you don't want to overdo the imprints mm -hmm. but you're making these announcements that you know and and having these essentially um i want to say contests right of like who can get these records first yeah. um i guess people will get a little disappointed in that because yeah. uh, like i said some of the groups that i'm part of some of the forums that i'm in people just really rag on craft um mm -hmm. for this very reason apparently yeah. um and yeah the craft recording stuff that's like the normal 25 30 35 stuff mm -hmm. is 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 fine it's it's yeah. solid to some of the stuff that they have is like 
fantastic. Same thing with Mobile Fidelity, the, the normal $25, $30, $35 stuff that they offer and that they've been offering for years. More often than not, is, is really great. Is really great. Um, so I, I think what you're talking about is this recent phenomenon of the purposely very limited audiophile centric exactly. pressings that have created, um, that have um, underestimated how significant the demand is for this. Yeah. Long story short, and I've had this kind of conversation and debate with numerous people through the various online forums, none of us really have a clear solution for any of this other than as a conscientious consumer um most of these crazy 125 dollars pressings mm -hmm. have other pressings of that exact same music yep. that's che significantly cheaper easy more easily accessible mm -hmm. and um sounds may not like have that same audiophile sound yeah but it's up we'll there. still but it's it's still very quality sound from a quality source from a quality company you don't need the 125 dollar pressing if your primary goal is you just want quality sound at a decent price um but if you're if you're one of these types where it's like you need to have the absolute the like, absolute best best <laughs> nothing nothing like second place. you 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 need like the kobe beef cow yeah yeah right and you want the the not only that but you want the the healthiest piece of kobe beef imported to you from japan yeah. <laughs> hand fed by the japanese same farmer day. by hand same day <laughs> just know that's very hard to get that cow yeah. and it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I, I don't need, I don't need to go. I don't that need crazy. that cow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Need, I don't I'll take I don't, a nice New York strip, which by yes. the way, I had last night and yes. it actually made me very uh, sick. I, I think it was a little under, undercooked. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. Not, not the, not the steak's fault. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that that, that's a great, really great example um, of, what's going on with craft uh, again i've heard a lot of stuff I, i'm not super familiar with how they're different than you know other other groups like uh like pure pleasure or uh, soul jazz or anything like that so i just had to ask that question as a as a yeah. novice to the mm -hmm. the company side of things yeah. um so it, very very good example uh mm -hmm. it's not so much of what they're they're doing everything right it sounds like except for not being completely transparent or honest or upfront uh, about the uh, about the intent of 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 their sales of their of their records it sounds and, and yeah. maybe even well I actually I would I would only slightly disagree okay because I, I do feel they're transparent in the sense that they're trying to produce the highest quality sounding version mm -hmm. like possible mm -hmm. and as they're and they're telling you what this entails and what this process is and how much it costs i can rationally follow along mm -hmm. and be like okay that part makes sense yeah that part makes sense that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense and then the final end of this equation is it's going to be 1000 pressings only at 125 dollars each yeah. released on this date on this time 
You know what I mean? And yeah. I can follow pretty much every part of that equation. And then we get to the end. And then, you know, for me, I'm just like, you know what? Um, I don't need to wake up Saturday morning at 7, 730 to maybe get this particular pressing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. been a big complaint is that people feel like they're they're not able to get their hands on this stuff. And I mean. I don't know. There are a lot of good records that I still don't have, uh, you know, like amazing records yeah. that I really want yeah. that I still don't have. Yeah. And so I kind of yeah. chalk that up to just the hobby itself, right? Like, yeah, it's the hobby itself. Yeah, like it's it's some there's some records that you 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 just don't you you just don't yeah. have, you know? Yeah. You just don't, yeah. 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 So and, and and you know that some people, um, especially online, mm -hmm. where you just don't know where these who these people are yeah. or where they're coming from, <laughs> you, you don't know like what their like home environment looks like yeah. and just kind of like where their background is i mean i, I you know there, there's just some people out there that just like they have to have the best yeah and i get that and if they don't have the best like they get really pissed off yeah and they complain about it online yeah these kids didn't grow up how i grew up <laughs> apparently <laughs> but you know we we see that we see that just like we see that at restaurants yeah right yeah yeah we see that in retail and so that's why and so for me i i don't really um i, I don't hold craft and mobile fidelity i mean they're they, they are the um this they they're the ones that have created this situation they've created this demand mm -hmm. um but at the same token i feel like they're being transparent enough with what they're doing mm -hmm. where like if you're upset with what they're doing you have enough information to try to continue to support them or you right. can choose to go elsewhere and not yeah. support them and that's perfectly acceptable too yeah obviously. yeah i don't I, I mean i've heard a lot about these guys and and both um both groups that we're talking about here and i i think i've yet to buy i, I know that mobile fidelity i know that i'm i'm uh, my intent is to buy some some of that stuff because yes. there there is there is something about the the quality of of music that uh that they seem to produce that i, I really yes. just want to sample i yeah. want to be able to to talk about and and to you yeah. know and to experience mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I still have yet to to delve into getting anything craft related um so i i you know i don't even you know so you can definitely stay away from this is what i'm saying yeah yeah um yeah or you know if you want to do the craft mofi stuff just do their quote-unquote normal 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 stuff. reissues yeah. that they have yeah. um, which like you're saying is is amazing quality not yeah. as great as what they're pricing yeah. at the the 125 dollar yeah. mark yeah but it's still really good quality stuff yeah but so. this kind of goes with our previous episode that we had the audiophile space like economically mm -hmm. follows a different set of rules economically so what what they realized like they realized the the audiophile space knows that economically um caught the world of cost and what they can charge mm -hmm. is kind of in a different universe. <laughs> That's so, no, that is so that is so weird to me because I mean it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it it yeah. is a different world for sure. Yeah. In the audio, so as an example, in the audio file space, a five hundred dollar turntable is cheap. <laughs> no, I told right? you about my about yeah. my very very basic. Yeah. 
LP 120, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. how this is my new baby, right? I like I, I paid three hundred dollars for this thing. I know. <laughs> like, I know. I know. This is crazy. Yeah. But you know, I, I I understand because there there are things, there are bells and whistles that come with it. Um, there and and for and just to go back to that episode for a little bit, not not to harp on anything mm-hmm. or stay there too long. Mm-hmm. But to to the normal casual listener like myself, who I wouldn't call myself a casual, I guess. But you know, I'm more about. No, you're not casual. If you if you if you have a podcast, thirty ish yeah, episodes casual. in yeah. about vinyl, dude, you're you're not. Thank you. But at this point in time, you're an industry expert. You know, <laughs> for, for, from where I'm coming, that's crazy. Uh, no, but so with that though, um, to me, it it always seemed crazy you guys seem like because i i I, and not say you guys because you know you're you're a good audiophile and and i'm not putting you in a box i'm just saying like i'm not talking about you right or or other people like you who who i know as well who are really awesome knowledgeable friendly um and not crazy audiophiles but they're audiophiles right Mm -hmm. um but in that same breath like it it did always seem very weird to me um having a good ear myself being able to hear the music being able to hear like the the noise and and the lack of noise etc etc why pay so much for something that you can you can get a good quality of a little bit cheaper and and is it just is is it audiophilism a status thing is that just a status thing or or is it real yeah um so when we last spoke you know the gear side i think the gear aspect definitely carries with it a lot of status mm-hmm. symbol type stuff um from the music collector vinyl collector perspective that's also an audiophile mm-hmm. um their desire to want these really high quality 125 ish dollar pressings mm-hmm. uh that it, it never came across that way i think it mm-hmm. always came across as we have like very sometimes overly passionate collectors yeah okay that you know their philosophy and vision for their own collecting is like they want the absolute best and there's right? nothing wrong with that yeah. there's nothing wrong with yeah, that nothing yeah. wrong with just that. just best. yeah you're gonna pay for it mm-hmm. and don't complain about what they're charging because and sometimes you, can, you may not get it yeah sometimes because you can go somewhere and because of the limited aspect of it mm-hmm. don't complain if you can't get it yeah no, that's that's all i think <laughs> and so when i see that stuff it's just like man yeah. like this yeah. it, like you said it's really a different world and and yeah it's divided yeah. by by like i said a lot of people like yourself who are amazing at explaining this stuff amazing at at having people like myself mm-hmm. understand what the logic is behind it yeah um but then there are those who like you said like uh, you see them at restaurants you yeah. see them at, at the retail yeah. places i mean it's it's these guys you know it when i when i read some of this stuff online without trying to get too judgmental mm-hmm the first thoughts that come to me are it reeks of privilege and entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you've always gotten the things that you've, you've always been able to get everything yeah. you want yeah. like that. Yeah. And if you don't, your expectation is just for these people to suppress more. Yeah. 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 Can, can you, can you just, can you just make more Kobe cows? Yeah. Why, why like, don't they just make more? I, I hear yeah, that a lot. Just make craft more. too. Like, why don't they should just make more? And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, yeah. if they make more, then i mean especially how you broke it down yeah. earlier yeah. with how that stuff works like that's not always as easy as it sounds yeah. so yeah just exactly just chill you know like i don't know yeah. um awesome. and it's very helpful to i think those who who are new or who are intermediate in this uh in this space who may not 
may not know what the craze is may want to get into this stuff and just are, are a little nervous and now you know they got that information so that they're able to make the best decision for them and i hope that people do support a lot of these uh reissue companies um even the ones like craft and and, and mobile mm -hmm. fidelity sound lab like these are everyone has a very important role to play in this in this hobby of ours in this thing of ours right like to make it you know to make it italia italiano right uh -huh. <laughs> like everyone has a, a role in this thing of uh -huh. ours but yeah. um but yeah just know where your your thing is like know yeah. where your thing is and, and don't let anyone else sway you from that so my thing is reissues of amazing uh black music uh, mm -hmm. and that's where i'm i'm cool with i'm starting mm -hmm. to get into uh starting to get into some ogs uh, that i'm like I said, according to according to Gabriel, I'm paying a little bit too much to uh, too much for it, but you know, you know that's the game, right? Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, exactly. You know, the OG will because it's the original. Mm -hmm. There is an emotional value, an emotional connection yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah for that sure. from for me, like I I I won't argue with you if you want to pay 150 or 200 for an OG. Listen, because but because you've got some kind of emotion like emotional connection to it uh -huh. like that that's that's cool you know i mentioned I mean? it on the show my, my <laughs> first my first strata east og um the liberation of the jazz guitar uh rodney i think rodney jones and there's another guitarist there's like a it's like a double guitar and i'm so sorry that i don't remember the names When I when I got this in my hands, I, I wanted to cry a little bit. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, yeah. like this is something I never in a million years thought I would one be able to afford. Two, mm -hmm. I, I didn't think I was gonna actually have in my possession like mm -hmm. something that was originally pressed, and I have a copy of this record. Now. Yeah, so I don't even play that record like <laughs> like that much. Yeah. Like I, I think okay. I've, I think I've played it once since I got it. Yeah, uh, it's okay. But yeah, like it's still like the o the OG to me is um like that's like the that's like that's like the original art yeah you know yeah for whatever flaws sonic quality mm -hmm. or whatever aging of the yeah, of the aging. cover um that is the original piece of art yep. that that's entered it. into the world yep yep right yeah and just like other art you know like i me uh my family my wife and i we're, we're not art collectors or we're not we're definitely not art collectors right gotcha. uh the art that you see in our it's household beautiful. is <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> is you know from the kids when they were young That's and the best all art. arts and yeah you know it's like arts and crafty art um but for people that collect art you know like it's on a wall they look at it they enjoy it mm -hmm. it it fulfills a space 
for them emotionally yeah. and spiritually in their home and and kind of their thing and like that's they paid they, yeah they paid x number of dollars for it and and, and that's them that's cool yeah yeah and and so and, and i don't know if you're really into hip-hop but there's yeah. a trend there's a there's kind yeah. of a trend going on in like the underground yeah. area that was my hip-hop was like was actually my earliest musical experience yes like too. as a little kid and just like being with all the all the kids on the block on the stoop <laughs> just like jamming on the boombox or on the on the on the on the walkman nice um and just like yeah, it well, was always it was always hip hop. There's this trend now going on in hip hop where uh, guys like Makami, I talk about him and I feel like I talk about him just as much as I talk about like Mad Lib or somebody like that. But um, I think he's spirit I, to me he's spearheading, and I know he didn't invent this, but he's spearheading this this resurgence of valuing your own art. So like pr mm. pricing your art, you know that like your fans are very not niche, but like you know your fans are. You, you don't have the largest fan base, right? Mm -hmm. So what you're going to do is your dedicated fans are going to pay for physical music mm -hmm. because that's the, that's just the motif of the underground listener, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. kind of a thing with, with the underground is it, it's mm -hmm. supposed to be more geared to the physical music side. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be more representative of the art, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, your fans love the art, you know, your fans are going to pay for your art. Now I'm going to price my art at $400 a copy of a, of a vinyl, you know, and it's like it, it, it blew my mind at first. Hmm. But how you broke it down and how I look at like my art, I, I, we do collect a little bit of art, not like crazy collectors or anything. We collect <laughs> mostly local stuff uh, mm -hmm. here in D.C. Um, we collect stuff in our travels. The, the piece you mm -hmm. see is from Ghana. Yeah. Um, and so we love art. I, I love art personally. And I really do believe, even though, you know, it's very anti what I believe in, in my heart of hearts uh, as far as politically or socially or economically. I do believe that the artist has has the ability and should exercise the right to price their art how they see fit. Now, am mm -hmm. I going to buy any Mark Tommy records? Probably not. Four hundred dollars. It's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I can get to four hundred dollars spending four hundred dollars on a record. But I'm glad that he's able to do that. He's able to price that that record at that amount because that's that's the worth he sees in his art. And there are those I mean, I'm in this category. I just can't afford it. Who would who are who do support that 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 price mm -hmm. I, I support that price if that's what you feel there's a sentimental value to the to the mm -hmm. way the guy raps to the way the guy mm -hmm. um uh, you know the, his bars his his presentation mm -hmm. um i i totally support him mm -hmm. doing that but there are those who who think that it's it's like kind of like scamming or whatever but it's not it's just valuing yeah. the art and because yeah, art has exactly. an emotional emotional number to it that um for a lot of people, it eclipses the price tag if they mm -hmm. can afford it. It there is no value that that is monetary that you can put on a piece of art sometimes mm -hmm. to some people. So that's all I, I wanted to say about that. Oh, Sorry, yeah, I got definitely. off on a on an art tangent. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna close the the reissue category down. You said you had some records for us. To, yeah, to definitely. talk about a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. What are they? I want to see. Them. Yeah. And then, you know, before I start off my show and tell, <laughs> um, you know, one of the things, you know, you had mentioned was like, 
and I wrote it down, but like the conscientious consumer, mm -hmm. like is what you kind of, and I, I, I like that a lot. And like you had talked about like, you know, and we had talked about just like, you know, where is it sourced? So is it sourced credibly? Mm -hmm. What is like the artist connection? Like is the original artist being compensated in some, or the artist's estate being compensated in has some to. form or fashion, yep, either like to. directly mm -hmm. from the reissue outfit or just through their licensing through Universal, Sony, Warner Music. Mm -hmm. And then like, how's the quality? Is the sound quality great? Is the packaging great? Is the cover great? And like, that's actually the way you broke that down. You know, conscientious consumer. That means credible source, connection to artists, quality. Like that's, you know, people that are listening to this, I want, that's a, that's just a great, nice checklist for you to have to kind of break down. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what, what I can, what I contributed to kind of this conversation was the reissue outfit, they're owned and managed and run usually by a person and just find out who that person is. And if mm -hmm. that person is selling you something and is aligned with your own philosophy and vision mm -hmm. and values you can feel pretty safe um investing in that person's company with their product so with that said <laughs> i love it so my first thing i want to show this is the um intervention records uh one of my favorites uh so this is uh joan arma trading joan nice. arma trading uh, so this is a beautiful beautifully cover. reproduced gatefold cover. Again, um, uh, it is the cover is reproduced essentially from scratch using like the original Pantone color scheme nice. by this company out in California that's known for doing like the highest quality of this kind of work called Stout and Printing, and it's not cheap as you can imagine. Like yeah. the work, and this it, is it, a thirty. I wouldn't. This I would a, imagine yeah. it's not easy either. No. Yeah. So this, but this is a $35 reissue that Shane from Intervention Records has already said, like, I'm not limiting this. I will produce this as much as I can mm -hmm. for as long as I can, for as long as there are interest. And what I love about Shane's stuff is that um, the little hype sticker nice. is actually like very informative. Nice. It tells you the source, where it all comes from, who mastered it, where is it pressed? um super transparent so when you see this when you go on the website he he just tells you exactly what it is what you're purchasing and um like i love that hype sticker yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's just it can again, never go just, wrong with that yeah it, it's, it's it's just really about just about transparency it's basically yeah this. yeah so i want to know what that who who that that artist um what what genre is that what what does that sound like yeah. that's what um, i want to know I so need, do i need to check it this, out like <laughs> yeah you need to okay. you need to she's okay. she's amazing she's a, um let me see i think originally from like the british isles okay and then transplanted herself to london and was kind of like singer songwriter rock folk with mm. some like world elements to it yeah on the, um, on the list all right yeah yeah, definitely, definitely, and then and just text me, and you know, I'll send that to you. But that, you know, if if someone was saying, okay, Intervention Records, I read about Chain, I read about the record label, I'm on board. Recommend me something to pick up from them that's reasonably priced that would give me a good kind of overall viewpoint of what they're about. Mm -hmm. That Joan Arma Trading, 
Uh, Joan, nice. that's 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 an instant buy, I would say, for any music lover. That's awesome. Sure. That's awesome. I, it's definitely going on my list to check out, and I hope it goes on my list to get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is um, from a reissue outfit, Impex Records. Okay. This is Frank Sinatra, Sing and Dance Ooh. with Frank Sinatra. This is a 50s recording that they sourced from the original tape, from the original, like, nice. the, the original source. Um, beautiful gatefold cover done the right way. Yeah. Stoughton tip on. It looks, it looks um, amazing, dude. By yeah, the way, I mean like, you can just, just feel the quality. Um, but yeah, you I guys can't the, see this, but it looks amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, thirty-five dollars. That's crazy. That's crazy. But in addition to that, you get this. Um, they actually coordinated with the Frank Sinatra uh, estate. Yeah, yeah. His daughter um, for, is still around, right? I yeah. Think. Uh, yeah. For all the liner notes, got their approval uh, for the sound and for the sources that it's used. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of going through, just like this is like a historical document. Yeah. It, it went through the whole initial like recording process and what it looked like and all of the recording dates. And this then. From the audiophile perspective, you get two pages of um, the sources, um, wow. the transfer, the restoration, the mastering, um, the equipment that was used for the production of this pressing and the mastering and the engineering. Wow. Um, like super, super transparent. Well, I'm just, I'm going to go ahead right now and buy that one. I, I, <laughs> that's crazy. And again. $35. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's the kicker. And, and you look at all that stuff that you're getting. You're getting, so again, I like to say it like this. You're getting someone's blood, sweat, and tears uh, in, in a lot of ways. Frank, Frank Sinatra, first of all, from the art. But also Shane with the, the amount of dedication that he's putting toward this. Yeah. Um, even if it was a yeah. team, that would be incredible. But the fact yeah. that, like, it's just him, like, that is yeah. crazy to me. So, yeah. And that, wow. that last one, Impact Records, is owned... Um, and run by a really nice lady, uh, Abby. It, okay. it, it's, it's spelled like Abby, but it, it's pronounced Abby. Abby Fawn. Okay. And she has a couple of interviews on YouTube, where it's like, you just you hear her speak about her passion and what her philosophy and vision is, and you're just like, I, I want to support this lady. Nice. I want to support her nice. company. It's just, it's just like one of those. I mean, yeah. you, just, you, just, you just have to really kind of break down who the people are behind the scenes mm -hmm. and. Um, if they sell you, great, like they sold me. <laughs> and, or if they're saying something where like, ah, eh, that's not really my thing. I'm kind of or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's the main thing to to keep in mind, folks, is that like going back to it's it's your thing, right? Like Ozzy Brother yeah. said it best, it's your thing. Do do yeah. what you want to do with it, man. Like but but definitely make sure that uh you support those who are who are putting in great effort into our hobby because yeah. a, a lot of this a lot of the wheels of, of this hobby are kept in motion by people like ab shane that that's how that's how we're yeah. getting a lot of this amazing music from the past and we're able to you know relive in our living rooms and in our bedrooms we're able to relive this stuff so like i'm all for supporting people who are putting yeah. this stuff in motion you got yeah. one more yeah i do yeah. um so this is from uh resonance records yeah people people will recognize resonant records because they really specialize like when it for record store day mm -hmm. they'll have these very specific like record store day type releases gotcha um and resonance 
um they have actually a connection with the bill evans estate so okay. all of these are like Follow directly the on ig i believe yeah. yeah they're all coordinated and through the bill evans estate um residence records which is run by i think his name is zev feldman okay um who's been in the kind of the jazz space for a very long time nice. um it's actually a non-profit 501c3 nice. organization nice. so all of the proceeds um I, I they go they go to the bill evans estate as they should as they should yeah yeah, yeah. but that kind of speaks to like you know the other ones were done through the parent sony universal the big three yeah. conglomerate and their subsidiaries so the artist is getting whatever whatever the original agreement is for their um which unfortunately is usually just a tiny percentage mm -hmm. um but i have to give a shout out to the resonance stuff and other reissue outfits like that black unity trio that we had mentioned yeah yeah um that where was awesome. that's a, that's the same thing too that black unity trio from got a groove records yeah, got a groove. that was in direct connection relationship with the original artists they're getting the majority of the proceeds direct um but also got a groove they donated to the black lives matter movement um from from the from the selling of those pressings and um awesome. but i do want to um i do want to switch topics really quickly who are you listening to right now what do you, what do you got on a turntable oh i was well this morning i was listening to that joe and armor trading nice because just like in prep for our thing i was like you know just kind of thinking of some of the things that, that were in my collection uh -huh. and that were kind of produced by some of these reissue producers and outfits that I that you know I just become personally connected with in supporting their efforts and their work um so that was like the first thing that kind of popped in my brain awesome. you know Shane from Intervention that Joan Armitrading and I pretty much have everything that he's offered That's uh, cool. of his offerings um so there's that um in the jazz world let me see what, what i've got uh, i'm just trying to i'm in my upstairs office so okay. i'm not in my um what's your, what's your records right now what's your babies yeah well uh, my vinyl me my, you know the, the my, uh, i've got that vinyl me please subscription okay so what recently came in uh the king curtis yeah live king at the curtis. i haven't checked that out i got that copy as well from uh, vinyl me please is it dope man that guy can blow dude okay cool wow. i'll check it out I, I gotta put it on the table tonight wow. um last yeah, last do. night i was listening to john coltrane giant steps that's a yeah. classic man it, it, it's yeah. full of nostalgia for me too uh yeah. i had i was gifted this box set back in yeah. uh, back in atlanta yeah and um it was from my cousin shout outs to santo in atlanta uh -huh. um he gifted me the cd box set of, of uh giant steps it was a whole bunch of other coltrane stuff and um and i remember like this is before I even got into vinyl. I remember put, putting this on this little boom box that I had in my room in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And just like, literally that would be my like Saturday, Sunday night thing to kind of recenter myself yeah. for the week ahead, for the work week, week for the work week yeah. ahead. Um, and man, Naima. Oh my God. I love that song yeah. so much, yeah. man. That's yeah. like, it's like quintessential, like mm -hmm. listening right there. So, yeah. So yeah, I was listening to that. I got this like I think it's the 50th anniversary vinyl uh, vinyl copy. I forget who it's by. Um, so sorry about that. But um, but yeah, it was great. It was great. I, I listened to a few other things. I listened to Inner Space by Czech Korea. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a compilation yeah. done off of his Atlantic stuff. Yeah. Um, and I had to revisit Czech. Rest in peace, Czech Korea. Um, and yeah, I had to revisit that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Music. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got. A, I was just thinking, like speaking of like craft, mm -hmm. like I've got a craft did like this nice 
quality 20-ish dollar reissue of like I think Aretha Franklin's like first oh, debut okay. album. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I've got that up that I picked up recently, and that's killer. Nice. It's a, come on, it's Aretha. Yeah, it's Aretha. I yeah, mean, I mean, what do you what, what, what do you want, man? Are, are you gonna sing some <laughs> of it for us? Are you gonna sing? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, I'm, no, not, I'm, I'm not even. No, I'm not gonna. No. I'm not gonna do her injustice. No, I'm sorry. That's not. <laughs> That's, so, that's the queen right there just really quickly just switching gears again because it just hit my yeah. head this isn't even in the notes so i apologize um you're a music teacher what is your what is, like what acts do you play what how did you what did you come up doing to to want to become a music teacher that's a beautiful thing by the way oh thank you yeah, yeah i mean most music teachers become music teachers based on their own music learning performing experiences when they were in when they were in school mm -hmm. um so for as long as i can remember just in a school setting um having just very high quality music experiences mm -hmm. um i grew up the first uh, i grew up playing in the orchestra playing violin in the orchestra nice nice um and then later in junior high and in high school i got really serious about like my singing and just about vocal music in general gotcha um so typically you know that's I definitely for me but for other music teachers like they always come back to like oh my high school music teacher my high school band orchestra choir director my junior high you know music choir band teacher mm -hmm. it always comes down to that person they had some kind of personal connection with um you know that teacher that first influence and then, yeah that first influence yeah. and then you kind of as you get older you start to have those thoughts like you know that's what i want to do that's awesome thing. like the kind of impact that they had on your upbringing and your your growing and your maturing mm -hmm. and how it was connected with music um you know that's you, you see for yourself that like that's that's what your future is too that's awesome that's awesome yeah i remember when when you know when when chick passed and then like on the online forums you know just people were genuinely like impacted like yes, just no. pouring pouring their memories of seeing him live seeing him and live, yeah. I, saw, I saw a lot of that yeah and like i definitely you know i spun that and it's it's it's, a, it's been a regular spinner but you know since chick passed when i spin that um now he sings now he stops tone port reissue the chick korea um it's very emotional yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you, you just feel it that's how i felt also when we lost uh rest in peace uh mf doom Mm -hmm. um when we lost him initially and this guy plays a huge role in my in my life not only musically but uh but socially and, and mentally uh, emotionally um just uh, the amount of of love and care he put into his music um the amount of, of vulnerability he shared with us on the mic um coming to us in many different personas um and and just sharing with us like that giving us that that performance of being so elusive, uh, mm -hmm. being so so reserved, uh, that's something we don't see typically with, um, mm -hmm. I don't wanna say he's a celebrity, but he is now, especially posthumously. Mm -hmm. um, but once he, when he passed uh, at the end of 2020, I remember um, I pulled out all of my Doom stuff and I just listened to it and I have essentially all of his, all of his records um i'm missing a few live performances as me and jonathan talked about um and, and a few other like you know lower low-key stuff but um i pulled out everything from zev love x from uh from mf doom the beginning operation doomsday 
um and i listened to it in order and at the end of it man i i got emotional i was like man yeah. like this guy like he played such an important role in my love for music and he's no longer here and mm -hmm. i mean it's just weird man that stuff is weird so so yeah. i'm glad that they were able to part with us the the gift that they had i'm talking about chick i'm talking about we lost a we lost a few different people this past year uh, in the in the space of jazz and in the space of hip hop I believe, um, but what they were able to part um, was amazing, and mm -hmm. and that was I feel like once you fulfill your purpose, that is what it is you you've you've completed your work and you will never essentially fade because yeah your work will live on yeah. forever yeah as long as there's one of us yeah so yeah man. Um, this was a great chat uh i really yeah. appreciate you being able to break down a lot of the reissue companies and how they work what the ins and outs look like um you have firsthand knowledge on a lot of this stuff and you also just do your research with this stuff i think uh, conscientious uh consumer um it it, you, it defines who you are i i remember when you gave me that uh black trio uh jazz uh, recommendation and one of the first things you said was, yo, they also like this is supporting the artist. Like this isn't mm -hmm. just some like fun project. This is like uh, a work that like 50 percent of the sales will go 50 percent of the proceeds mm -hmm. go to the artist. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, like this guy really actually cares about cares about the music, cares about mm -hmm. where the music comes from, where it's sourced. And so I'm glad you were able to cover that stuff, man. Like mm -hmm. always, always. And oh, I pleasure. mean, we have resonant, resonant uh, audio file. How do you like that title? <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, we, we, you and I, you and me, you know, we've got obviously there's a lot of overlap and common ground mm -hmm. in our own personal journey and appreciation for um, music mm -hmm. and the context that it kind of sits in. Um, but I think we obviously just based on the uniqueness of our backgrounds, we um, were able to bring to the space um, some unique perspectives. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy and, and really enjoying kind of being your podcast, like resident audiophile kind of hey, dude. person. <laughs> hey, dude. Uh, I mean, the, the, the amount of outpour and love that I, I got after our episode, um, it, it is an i think it definitely speaks volumes to exactly what you said like i think our unique perspectives bouncing those ideas and, and honestly and I've, I've been doing this since since i met you bouncing these ideas off of you about what's what and and where's what uh, again I, I appreciate your wealth of knowledge with that and so like yeah man like i i think that this is a, a great relationship moving forward um yeah. I, I definitely want Me you too. to be a part of of, of the, the planning and, and some of the idea stuff with the record spinner podcast especially anything we're talking about when it comes to sound quality and, and performance um, i think that that is your that's your ace in a hole as we used to say or as people used yeah. to say whatever um and so yeah like i i appreciate all of your your willingness to share with us your perspective and your knowledge about this stuff man and so yeah, with that yeah man with that we're gonna wrap up another episode uh with two episodes essentially of the record spinner podcast uh you can find the record spinner podcast on all streaming platforms wherever you listen to podcasts 
and uh, feel free to email me at the record spinner podcast at gmail.com. Ryan, you have anything you want people or listeners to email you at any place? Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, feel free to hit me up on my personal email. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's uh, Ryan Claren at okay. gmail.com. Ryan Claren at gmail.com. Sweet. Um, so I'd love to hear just directly from anyone that um, wants to chop it up a little bit or if you have a disagreement, like, hey, I heard you say this with, and no, the I dis- take the disagreement. I, I take, with me. Oh, I take issue with your your viewpoint. You know, which is you know, when you first emailed me, I was I was really like when I first read it, I was like, oh, this guy, he, he didn't he didn't like what I said, but you did, you did, you just yeah. you had some places where you're just like, yeah. hey man, like I, I, what was one of the comments you said? Like I don't believe like that audio files are are as bad <laughs> as you're talking about. And I'm like, maybe you're right. Okay, I'll, maybe you're right. I'll hear you out. But like, yeah. but yeah. So I I think that uh anyone who is a fan of of the of the music of the uh of, of the equipment side of the audio file of the listening side the performance side that i said uh and if you just have general questions if you're new to this if you're new to this hobby and you have those questions i told you guys to direct those emails to me ryan just gave you his email so you can direct those questions directly to him and he will be able to help you with whatever your question may be if you if it, if you're feeling weird about i mean he's done this with me I've, I've told you a few different stories about you know him recommending records to me and me asking him about you know uh, a particular record um so ryan's always open to that so definitely i appreciate it man uh to all those who are listening thank you and we'll catch you guys on another episode in two weeks don't forget the new schedule uh thank you guys peace peace